Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be here on this Sunday afternoon, isn't it? Praise God. No, our God is real. Praise God. I'm not going to read anything. I'm just going to tell a little story. Is that okay? I got, it's 5.59, and uh, I don't have very much time at all, but uh, I, I really need to be going, I think. <laughs> but anyway, you can be seated. Lord bless you. Thank you for being here. And I got a good God. Praise God, praise God. Uh, but there was a time in the Word of God where uh, a man burst out on the scene in the Scriptures. And it just begins and it says, and Elijah the Tishbite. He just, all of a sudden, Brother Moore, right in the midst of First Kings, he just burst onto the scene. And, uh, and you know the story of Elijah. He tells him it's not going to rain. And, and it don't rain for the space of three years. And so Elijah finds himself by a brook and God's feeding him and supplying his needs by the brook. The brook dries up. God sends him to a widow in the land of Zarephath and says, you go there. I've, I've got her ready. She don't know it yet. But she's going to take care of you. And so... Elijah finds his way to the widow's house, and she's in the yard. She's gathering sticks, and uh, she's picking up those few sticks, and he says, hey, could you get me some water? And she goes to get the water, and, and he says, and if you don't mind, if you would, bake me a little cake that I might have something to eat. She says, well, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm picking up these two sticks. He says, and I've got just enough oil in a cruise, enough of meal in a barrel to cook me and my son a little small cake. And these two sticks are enough to cook what I've got, and we're going to eat it and die. He said, I tell you what, he says, just go on and do what you're doing, but cook me a cake first, and then cook for you and your son. He said, but I'm telling you, by the name of the Lord my God, he said, the meal in the barrel won't waste, nor the cruise of oil will it ever fail until rain come. Hallelujah. Hey, I don't know about you, but God knows exactly where you are tonight. You may not have a whole lot. It may not look like a whole lot. But if God says it'll, it'll go, if God says it's enough, then friend, run with it. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind you. Don't look ahead. Just keep your eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, you said you'd supply my need. I'm believing you right now that you're going to do what you said you would do. Well, praise God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter whether or not uh, you think that it may be all right. I can imagine walking up into a widow woman's yard, and she's telling me, all I've got is just two little sticks here. That's enough to build a fire to bake what I've got. And the man of God, he could have been discouraged. He could have been uh, uh, distraught. He could have got himself in a tizzy. But no, he looks at the little lady. I don't know what you got. I just know what God said. He said to look you up and here you are. And I know that what you got's going to be enough to supply our need until rain comes. And it lasted for a year. And it lasted for a year. Now I'm going to go through a whole lot real quick, okay? Is that all right with y'all? And so he gets himself ready, and it's not long. He shows up. 
They're looking for him high and low everywhere. Ahab can't find him nowhere. They're looking for him everywhere because he done told them it ain't going to rain for three. It's not going to rain for three years. You're going to be without any rain. Everything's going to dry up. Everything's going to die just about it. So they're, look, they're out looking for water holes just to try to keep some of the animals alive so that all the mules and the horses won't die. Try to save just some of them. And all of a sudden, Elijah shows up. He says, go tell your master Obadiah that I'm here. So, oh, Lord. You can't do me like that. He's going to kill me. We've been looking everywhere. And he took oath of everybody that you ain't in their land. And we don't know where. He said, we think you hid under a rock. We don't know where you went. God, I can go tell him you're here in the Lord a spiritual way. And I won't be able to find you again. He said, no, as sure as the Lord living. I'm going to look him in the eyeball today. Go get your master. Sure enough. Amy knows the story of Mount Carmel where he said, go get all the prophets of Baal and all the prophets of the grove. 850 of them. And he masses them together and says, we want to get two bullocks and we're going to put them and we're going to sacrifice. He said, why halt ye between two opinions? He said, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. Either serve the Lord Jehovah or serve Baal. Whoever answers by fire, let him be God. They say, it's well said. Do it, do it, do it. And so you know the story. Those old prophets of Baal, they got there and they went first. And from the morning until the evening time, they danced, they shouted, they cut themselves when nothing happened. There was nothing going on. There was no answer from Baal. Hear us, O Baal. And Elijah got to mocking him. He said, oh, he's a god. He might be out pursuing the enemy. He might be out there. You know, he might be sleeping. You got to wake him up. He may be on vacation. He might just be having his heels kicked up somewhere, drinking a, a, a cold glass of ice water. Hallelujah, what you ain't got. And if he's a God, he ought to be giving you some of that water, right? So the, here they are, and then nothing happens but about the time of the evening sacrifice. Elijah said, okay, that's long enough. And he goes and he gathers up 12 stones, and he rebuilds the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He said, I want you to take it, and I want you to pour water on my bullock. And he sets the sacrifice in order. He puts the wood in order. He puts the bullock in order, and he says, pour water on it. He said, now pour some more water on it. Now do it again. And they feel up a ditch they dug a trench about it they filled up the ditch they poured water on everything and he said a simple prayer he said if you're the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the God of Israel hear my voice right now and when he was speaking the fire from God fell out of heaven it consumed the sacrifice it consumed the route it licked up the dust and all the water I'm telling you there's a God in heaven that knows where you are that I hear your cry but you got to make yourself available to him. You got to make yourself available to him. And so the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he answers. And the fire comes down and consumes it. And everything's good. And God's given this old wicked king a chance. He's given him a chance to, to amend his ways. Because just in the very next few chapters, he's telling him there's Benadad's coming against him. And he's got a mighty army. He's got 32 kings with him beside himself. And they're drinking up in the tents. And they besieged Israel. And they said, oh, Samaria guess what uh, we're coming and you're wise and you're cold and you're silver it's all mine I'm coming to get it and Ahab said okay I'm willing to do all that I'll do all that 
said, that's not good enough. They go back and tell him. He said, go back and tell him this. We're going to come into your houses. And when we walk through your house, everything that we see that you like, that's pleasant in your eyes, everything that's lovely to you, we're going to take that too. And Ahab says, you go back and tell him we can't do that. The other I was willing to do, but I'm not willing to do that. Friend, I'm, let me tell you something. There, there needs to be some young people tonight to listen to this old man. You need to get it in your heart and your spirit. You're not giving one inch to the devil. You're not going to let him have anything that God's give you. You get your back up and you tell him God gave me this. He told me I could have it. He said he'd be for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? You're not coming in my house and you're not taking anything that God's given me. And he says, I'm going to take what's pleasant in your eyes. He says, no, it's not going to happen. And God sent his man to Ahab. And he tells him, he says, I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to win this battle. He said, because I'm going to win it for you. He says, how am I going to do it? Who's going to order? He says, you're going to order it, but the young man's going out first. I want you to get some young men of the young princes. And you go out and you get them. And he gets the 20, I believe it's 24 young princes. And he sets them out. And there's 7,000 Israelites behind him. Just listen now. They're like the sand. They're there's, there's Syrians everywhere. They covered the land. There's 7,000 and those young elders or those young princes that's ahead of them. And God has ordered the battle through them. And they make their way out there. And they say, hey, there's a little group of those Samaritans out there. And they come and he said, go out there. And he said, if they're for peace, you take them alive. If they're for war, just take them alive. Don't worry about it. And it said that every Israelite slew every man his man and the Syrians began to flee and the 32 kings fled and they destroyed them with a great slaughter and they chased them away but they said they were coming back he said in about a year's time before the year's end they'll come back and they're going to try it again I think what God wants you to do today is some of our young men, we need to get it in. You need to get it in your crawl. You need to get it settled. Brother Brendan, you got to get it settled in your mind. Some of you young men, Garrett, you got to get it. Uh, uh, Andrew, Brother Wood, you got to get it settled in your mind. I'm not backing up. God gave me this hope. He gave me this promise. He's the one said to go out and to fight the battle. He's the one that put me on the front line. Hey, he didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost to put you back there on the back row. He said, get ahead. Get out there in the forefront. Look the enemy in the eye. Don't give him any quarter. And if he says, I'm going to take it, you tell him to come for it if you think you can. So if God's on your side, you're a winner. God's on your side, you're a winner. And so in, in just a little while, well, I'm going fast. Hallelujah. I read this the other day and it just got me. I said, and it's just like the Lord said, you got to try to get your young people to let them get in the forefront. It's, it's, it's too late for us us older generation to try to always be out in front. Uh, we're doing our part. Yeah, we got a part to play. All of us do. But it's time for you to realize it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how insignificant you may think you are because if God is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I don't care if they're like the multitude of the sand of the sea against you. With God and you, you're a majority and you ain't got to worry about the enemy and so they come again and the next time 
Furthermore, it said that when Israel came out, and God said again, they said, hey, they beat us on the hill. We were fighting up there on the hills. Their God's a God of the hills. He ain't a God of the valley. We fight in the valley this time, we're going to whoop them up. Because their God's a God of the hills, we're going to go and fight in the valley this time. <laughs> them old Samaritans, them Israelites, they don't know what they're doing. We're going to. You know, the devil don't never know when he's whipped. He's going to keep coming back. He's going to keep on trying your resolve. What you fought today, he's going to come back with the same thing tomorrow. Same army. Same Benadad. Same Syrians. Here they come back again. He said, and the children of Israel look like two little flocks of kids, of goats. Look like two little flocks going out to meet that multitude that spread upon the whole face of the earth. And it said that they slew 100,000 footmen that day. And then when they were fleeing, it said 24,000, I believe it was, that when they got to a wall at Aphek, the wall fell on them, and God killed 20-something thousand more of them just because he loved his people. I'm telling you, when you fall in love with Jesus... If you'll let him be Lord of everything in your life, don't you let the enemy come in your house and see what you've got. You keep that demon out there behind you. You keep him outside the door and the gates of your heart. You don't let any of that filth come into your space, but you keep it out there on the perimeter where it belongs. And you say, hey, devil, if God's for me, who can be against me? I can do all things through God who strengthens me. I'm not about to let you into my territory. I'm not about to let you look at what I've got in my house and what's pleasant in my eye. But what I've got, I've given to the Lord. And he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. He's for you. And if he be for you, you're going to win. Got a wake to go to. You know, I could talk a little bit longer, but I'm, I'm through. Pastor boy, I'm done. But that's what I wanted to tell you. Young people, tomorrow, what did I tell you in Sunday school this morning? Today is a day. Now is the time. You got something wrong? Fix it now because you don't have after a while. You don't have what I just said five minutes ago. It's gone. That's history. It's past. You can't go back. I can't, I can't get back there where I was five minutes ago, Brother Barry. It's gone. It's a fleeting moment. All you have, that's why your life is as a vapor. What you see right now, you see it now, but in a moment, it's gone. It's a vapor. That's all you have. It's an instant and a moment of time. At all times, you live in a moment. You don't have minutes. You live in moments. And you have a moment now. Don't let it fester. Don't let a wound fester. Get it under the blood. Take care of it. Because the enemy's coming. And he's telling you, I'm going to come in. And I'm going to take your wife. And I'm going to take your children. And I'm going to take your money. And I'm going to take all that you've got. And then he's going to come back and say, that ain't good enough. But I'm going to walk through your house. And whatever's pleasant in your eye, I'm going to pick that up too. Hey, friend, you can't give the enemy one inch. You can't let him have one foot. Hold. You can let him have one thought hold into your mind. But let's keep 
him out on the outside. How about that? Somebody stand up and testify with me tonight. You got chains. He's a chain breaker. Hallelujah. You got, you got things that's all wrapped up, messed up in your life. Hey, let God be the healer of your heart, of your mind, of your soul. Hey, keep the enemy outside the gate. Build the wall. Because walls are to keep the enemy out and keep you in safety. Well, praise the Lord. And it's a place of refuge where you can fight the enemy from. Lord bless you. Thank you.